Hello and welcome to the Halloween episodes of the. Oh, fuck my life. Oh, you didn't say my note, continue. You no, no. Restart. Hello! Uh, oh, that was too loud. <laughs> You're going to clap in to kind of. Hello and. Oh, not happy <laughs> with that. I'm going to leave all these in as outtakes. Hello! Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the... Ah, oh, fuck me, hell. You know what you're saying? Yes, hello and welcome to the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. Eesh. Can I just use that one? Hello and welcome to the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. Halloween specials. Spooky. The Shocktober editions. Ooh. Just someone who's impressed by us. Woo! <laughs> You just flattered a 16th century lady. Yeah, I just I just made a lady swoon with the vapours. Um, Andy is here. Hi. Hello. Alex is here. Hello. I don't know what... what How are you? It just feels weird. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not used to not introducing it. Do you want to introduce it instead? Because we've already proved that no. I can't. <laughs> this is our 17th take. It's already We're happened. going with it. It's already happened. Okay, fine. So, five, four, three, two, one. Oh, no, wait, we started. Yeah, yeah, I thought we had to retake it. No. Okay, no, this is fine. This is a good episode. <laughs> Please, stay with us, guys. <laughs> Do not switch off. Don't switch off. It's going to be a fun one. Okay, so, guys, look, it's Shocktober. We're all aware of this. Oh, no, ref. <laughs> what happened to you? Oh, I burped and it went into my brain. Because oh. I held in the burp. Okay. And it went into my brain. That's how Halloween gets you. That's the start of any scary movie. I feel drunk with pumpkin. Mm-hmm. That's how Halloween inspired I am. Pumpkin spice lattes on the go. Ooh. Mm. Spicy. Does this one come with oat milk? It's like, you spout my name as um, Andre. There's an Al in there. I, Where did the Al come from? You, you spelt mine Jason Voorhees. <laughs> and I explicitly told you it was Pamela Voorhees. <laughs> Good. Friday the 13th um, jokes. We've got our trick-or-treat mix. I've got some M&M's. And I've got some M&M's with razor blades in them. <laughs> like what those stories you heard about when you were a kid. We're wearing our Halloween costumes. I'm I, a sexy cat. I am a pumpkin. <laughs> Not sexy. I am an ugly pumpkin. <laughs> You've just painted your body orange, which is strange. Yep. I just went, what's the cheapest way of doing this? <laughs> Roll around in some orange food dye. And then claim that I'm a fat pumpkin. <laughs> hey guys, it's me, the bad pumpkin and sexy cat. You couldn't go as that as to a party though, because what would be the core? A dumpkin. A dumpkin. It's just a dumpy pumpkin. A dumpkin, okay, very nice. Although it does sound like a pumpkin that is just a poo. <laughs> Uh, so, someone pooed in my pumpkin um, and then set it on fire, no doubt, mm. like they did with those bags really? of dog poo back in the day. Probably Don't get that way. anymore, do you? No one sets fire to dog poo. They probably do. Only in America, mm. land of the dog Free. poo, home of the <laughs> dog poo. 
Um, That's what they were made those purge films about. The right to retain the ability to set fire to dog poo and leave it on people's doorsteps. So and some, also to murder you people. You've got some time to do whatever you want. I'll set fire to this dog Imagine poo. if that was the setup for the purge movies where it was like, all crime, including leaving flaming dog poos on someone's <laughs> steps is now legal. And it was just like a two and a half hour film of just various different people putting various different sizes of dog poos on people's steps and setting fire to them. How do you set fire to a dog poo? You put it in the bag and then you set fire to the bag and they stamp on the bag to put it out and it's, oh no, I've got a dog poo on my foot. Uh, I had a good joke and then I think I didn't have a good joke so don't worry that about it. That makes sense. I was going to say, you you just... Uh, yeah? You no? Get, yeah, it was going to be that thing of you know. Doc, you got this, you know, doctor, doctor. I feel like a pair of curtains Dr. pull Jones, yourself Dr. together. Jones, yeah. You know, I was going to do that, but I was going to say, how do you? Oh, no, that doesn't work. So it's not the same setup. Anyway, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Basically, what you need to know here, folks, is that I misjoked. <laughs> in that I, well, first of all, it wouldn't have been funny if it had gone the way I wanted it to. I got it. It doubly isn't funny when you don't do it the way you wanted to. <laughs> and also, you it. forget how you wanted to do it. Because that would never have worked. No. Yeah. You could have given me 20 years and I still wouldn't have made you laugh. I'm 12 so far, so... <laughs> Choo-choo! I'm on that train-to-laugh-free zone. Stopping at <laughs> Hilarity Corner. Murphville. We, we stop there, but we don't let anyone on or off. <laughs> Uh, okay, guys, so this one's just a bit of fun. Um, you'll notice that this is not a Sunday, so God's not oh going to save God. you today. <laughs> anyway, um, so it is a fun-filled episode of the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. You're promising a lot of fun here, and I need to be sure that you can... You will it. laugh at least once in this episode, okay? <laughs> You've already done it. it. There we go. Right. Now, here's my TED talk on mass murders and why we do them. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Me and you. Okay, so, guys, listen. This is an episode where Andy gets to be my victim. Not in that way. Um, so, we recently had the Halloween sequel come out. Yes. And it got me thinking. Yeah, that's right. It got me thinking after that. Yeah. Because I've only written this after that. It's not that I've been waiting to do this episode for three or four weeks. <laughs> Um, got me thinking after that of slasher film villains and how ridiculous some of the episodes of those, uh, some of the uh, franchise instalments have been. Because obviously Halloween is a um, a mixed bag at best, mm-hmm. uh, by which I mean if it was a multi-pack of crisps, okay. the Halloween franchise would have two ready salted in there. I love them. Which are really inoffensive and everyone likes them. They're my faves. It would have one which is salt and vinegar, which bit can sharp. a bit sharp can be a bit too much for some people. That's Halloween H2O, I think. Um, but mostly people liked it. And then the rest is all cheese and onion. <laughs> Yuck. Oh, eh. no. eh. but oh, fine. And smoky bacon smoky for the wrong zombie too. Yeah, yeah. And also... Prawn cocktails. Mm. I love prawn cocktails. Of course you do. Prawn cocktails one of the best flavours. No, it is um, okay, fine. And then for the uh, for Halloween Resurrection, do you remember when Walkers did uh, the Taste of the Mediterranean range and there was one which was a feta cheese flavoured crisp and it was fucking horrifying? 
That is Halloween Resurrection. When did they did the Just Cheese ones as well? They were so bland. Just Cheese? Do you remember that? What? They did like a... Um, oh, it's a yellow pack, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I do remember just, this. It was like overpowered and bland. Do they not still sell them in some places? I hope not. You know, they've come back recently. Hey, we'll get onto the episode in a minute, guys. But this it's is not, the first, this not the first time we've been distracted by Walker's Chris. No, yeah, I did the whole World Cup thing, didn't I? Yeah. Anyway, um... Did you, uh, you've seen the fact that now the adverts they're putting out, they, they emphasise which areas of the country certain flavours of crisps mm-hmm. are really popular in, how yeah. uh, Worcestershire sauce flavoured crisps are popular in Worcester, I believe, because, you know. Smoky bacon in Birmingham. Well, that's because Birmingham people have clearly got no taste buds after living in that it's, smog-infested hellhole. It's why I had to leave. <laughs> you had to leave because you didn't like it enough. Uh, roast chicken flavoured crisps are disgusting as well. Mm. All meat flavoured crisps, I think. Yeah, I don't think you can make a meat flavoured crisp that tastes nice. I think it always tastes like chemicals. Mm. And as much as I love chemicals in my regular eating meat, but I don't I like love chemical romances that were owned by me. Okay. Cool. Don't just let that sit there, we'll carry on talking. I'm gonna let that hang in the air like a bad smell. Like a feta cheese crisp. <laughs> it's a bad idea for a crisp. But yeah, in, in the early two thousands they did a um they did a Mediterranean range of crisps. Yeah. One was feta cheese, one was maybe like olive oil, just olive oil. <laughs> no, I don't think that was what I think in my head one was moussaka flavoured and that cannot be right. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Getting back to so it. That's so Halloween, Halloween, if it yeah. was a multi-bag, multi-pack bag of crisps, it would be a couple of salt, uh, ready salted, which is just everyone will be fine with. One salt and vinegar, which some people like, some people thought was a bit... Uh, and then everything else, cheese and onion, or mm. feta cheese flavoured crisps. Okay. okay. Now, that is one of the least consistent series of movies ever. Mm. However... The biscuit is, of course, taken by A Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. A Nightmare on Elm Street started in 1984. And I promise I won't go on too much. I'm just padding because this episode really, when you boil it down, is just basically <laughs> about 15 minutes of you choosing your own adventure. Ooh. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street 1, 1984. Classic. An all-time classic of the genre. Written by George Orwell. Yes. Written, written by George Orwell. Directed by... Uh, 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 Orson Welles. Good work. <laughs> so well. Yeah. I'll cut out none of that. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, written and directed... Wait, hang on. Yeah, written and directed by Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. Wesley Craven, to his friends. Wesley, to his enemies as well. Yeah. Anyway, so, that came out. Then we had Freddy's Dead, or Freddy's Returned, or Freddy... Basically, we had number two, which was very bad, but it was re- regarded as the first gay slasher movie. Mm-hmm. Which was quite... If you go back and watch it now, how they didn't know they were making that film, <laughs> I do not know. Then you have number three, which is Dream Warriors, which is actually very good. Mm-hmm. It's got some good ideas in it. It's still a little bit ropey. There is a real bad character in it. We'll get into that in a minute, because it will be brought up in this. Then four, five, and six. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy crap. Alright, there's one called The Dream Child, which is real bad. Mm. By that point, they just gave up, I think. Uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, also terrible. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, it all came back full circle with Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which is probably the best one of the seven. 
Then, of course, they've had to reboot it with Platinum Dunes. Yes, they did A Quiet Place, but they also did this. So never forget <laughs> that they did the remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street starring Jackie Earl Haley, and it was one of the worst things I've seen. Anyway, so in that terms, that multi-bag bag of crisps, much more varied. Yes. Because the first one, you've got something a little bit weird because it's not very straightforward. Mm-hmm. And some people don't like that film. Some people like, do. La- like a lamb and mint. Going that weird so early, yeah, okay. Well, I like like a mint. Or the mint old crisp. barbecue ones, they were nice. Okay, then number two is just bonkers. <laughs> so, I mean, that would be... Um, Something went wrong in the factory and all of the crisps got moulded into one. Uh, they did Cajun squirrel, I think, at one point. So it's that one, I think. Um, steak and ale pie for the third one. Largely <laughs> satisfying, but w- with a bit of a weird taste to it. And then the next two or three are just, leave them at home. All cheese. <laughs> all cheese all the way. And then New Nightmare would be, uh, what's the best crisp of all time? Oh, Paprika Pepsi, not Pepsi Max. Paprika Walker's Max crisps. Or? The best crisps of ever. Sweet Chili Sensations. You love a Sweet Chili Sensation, or, don't you? Oh. And then uh, Jackie Earl Haley flavoured terrible crisps. Someone has literally just done a poo in a bag and then sealed it up and then handed it to you. Yeah. And you're like, well, this bag of walkers seems more full than normally. <laughs> oh, no, it's just someone's done a poo in it. It is completely in- inedible. And then you leave it on a doorstep if you set fire to it. <laughs> anyway, so it got me thinking. Seeing as that is the most ridiculous horror franchise, mm-hmm. I thought, wouldn't it be good if we drew some inspiration from the fact that that was just the most bizarre thing ever to have happened and let you... We had a little alarm outside because it was aware that we were about to do the funniest podcast of ever awards. We don't place. <laughs> we don't win. <laughs> we don't place. We're not even third. We're not even in the running. Anyway, so why don't we put you in the situation okay. of, a, of a Nightmare on Elm Street, okay? Um, am I playing Freddy? No. Oh. You will get to choose your character from six potential characters and I will give you your names in a minute, okay? Okay. So, excited. you, Andy... Picture this. You are a character in A Nightmare on Elm Street 12, Mm -hmm. The Dreamy Dreams. (laughs) I mean, basically, that's where they got to with the names in the end anyway, so you may as well just jump on board with that. Do I live on Elm Street? So, you are a high school kid from Springwood High in Springwood, and you live on Elm Street. Oh, my God. And your name is... I know about that street. Okay, so your name is, you can choose from the following... Number one, Roderick. <laughs> there we go. Laugh early doors. Number two, Tiffany. Ooh. Number three, Gordo. <laughs> Hold on, wasn't that like one of the villains in Street Fighter? Okay, cool. Not Street Fighter, uh, Mortal insist. Kombat. Yeah, probably. Number four, four arms. Brianna. Love tough. Num- number five, Deddy Kruger. <laughs> or number six, Nigel. Okay. <laughs> I was Deddy Kruger. Deddy Kruger, yeah. Not all of these are actual character names that I pulled from other seri- films in the series. Some of them are. Right. So who do you want to be? My Roderick? Before for instance, Roderick sounds funny, but he's out. It sounds... Okay, because he was, he, he's got too much of a generic sounding name. Yeah, and Tiffany also sounds like it might be fun to play that now, because also you can then play the final girl role. Mm-hmm. That way sure. I know I'm going to at least survive to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. 
It comes down between three for me. Okay. I can't even remember what the... Um... Gordo, Brianna, oh, Denny Kruger or Nigel. It comes between Denny Kruger. Yeah. Because I think that just sounds amazing. As I wrote that, I knew that I was onto gold. Gordo, because I'm pretty sure he's a character from Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. And Nigel, because he sounds like the most boring. And I think that's probably me in this universe. Okay, so who do you want to go with? I feel if I'm going to play to type... Let's go, Nigel. Ching, 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 ching. You have chosen Nigel as your warrior. <laughs> you are Nigel. Your teachers have often described you as A, a dumb jock. Oh, no. B, a bitchy rich girl. C, well, fine, in this case, a bitchy rich boy, I guess. Oh, hold on. Is this in order of the names that you've said before? No, I mean, to be fair, you can take whichever oh, one of oh, these. these you are want. options. Yeah, these oh, okay. are options. Uh, C, a high school dropout dope pusher who will probably become more famous than this franchise imagines. Four, a young Patricia Arquette. Five, serial killer fodder. And six, a nerd who pretends he's a wizard. Okay, so they're in order of the names. Basically, yeah. You've got to even get to Nigel R's right to choose because he's a nerd. Yeah, so you're a nerd who pretends you're a wizard. Would you like that or would you like to choose a different characteristic? Don't want to be a jock. Don't bitchy a, rich girl. Don't want to be a bitchy rich girl. High school dropout dope pusher who will become more famous than this franchise imagines. No, I, I don't think that's me. A young Patricia Arquette. I could be a young Patricia Arquette. Serial killer fodder. <laughs> I think that's probably the wrong one to go with. Or a nerd who pretends he's a wizard. I'm going to go with a wizard. Okay. Your home life is best described as, one, a placid domestic family unit with a secret alcoholic mother. <laughs> Two, placed in the care of an inappropriate uncle... Three, a drug-addled hellscape. Four, an orphanage for forgotten children. Your best friend is a young Brecken Meyer. <laughs> that is from the film. Uh, number five, a sleep clinic for freaks and weirdos. Lawrence Fishburne is an orderly here. Okay, so what are those five? What of those is your home life? Uh, I'm going to go with young Brecken Meyer because I feel that that's... Okay, so you're going with young Brecken So... So you are Nigel, just to recap, you are Nigel, who is a nerd who pretends he's a wizard, and you live in an orphanage for forgotten children, your best friend is a young Brecken Meyer. I feel that plays into the character of the wizard kid. Weirdly, that's not quite correct in terms of the history of that character. Uh, his name isn't Nigel, by the way, I can't remember what his name is, but uh, he is actually a resident of the sleep clinic for freaks and weirdos. Yeah, that makes sense. Lawrence Fishburne is an orderly there. As soon as he thinks he's a wizard, that'd be exactly where I thought he'd sit. Okay, so picture yourself now. You are Nigel, you are a high school teenager. Yeah. You're 15 years old. I'm a wizard. You you pretend you're a wizard. I am a wizard. Okay, fine. Mm, (laughs) No, it says here you pretend you're a wizard. (laughs) I had to go back and double check to make sure I hadn't actually just written in, you are Gandalf. (laughs) Okay, so you are Nigel. You are a nerd who pretends he's a wizard, but of course, if you ask you, you are a wizard. Yeah. And you live in an orphanage for forgotten children. Your best friend is a young Brecken Meyer, but you go to school at Springwood High, and you live in an orphanage on on Elm Street, okay? Yes. All right, okay. This is good. An orphanage. Okay, so... Um, you now have to bring yourself... Fully embody that character? I am Nigel. Okay, you are Nigel, right. Now, from this point onwards, what would Nigel do... Okay. W-W-N-D. The thing is, isn't that the same thing from the world foundries? <laughs> True. Uh, right, so, one day, whilst browsing through your parents' basement chest of family secrets... So, oh, I'm, a, I'm an orphan. <laughs> shit, I forgot. 
Okay, one day while browsing through the orphanage's basement chest of don't worry about having a family secrets, you come across a locked box labelled Freddy stuff, do not open. Do you, one, open it. Can't be anything too horrific like a child killer dream snatcher bastard. Two, run out of your basement and never return. You've seen too many horror films to make that mistake. Three, take it over to your best friend's house and open it there. Safety in numbers. What would Nigel... He's an inquisitive mind. True. But he's also smart enough to maybe have seen a horror film. He's a goddamn wizard. He is a wizard. If so you yeah, ask him. Maybe he thinks he can take whatever's in there. Mm. But also, friends with Breck and Meyer. Mm. And, and for a nerd, it's good to have friends. I'll take him to my friend's house. Okay, good. Because that was the one that I was hoping you would take. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you take it over to generic house in Springwood where your best friend lives. Well, actually, he lives in the orphanage with you, so that's fine. <laughs> Uh, they tell you they've also found some potentially incriminating evidence about this child killer in their parents' shoebox <laughs> that they got when their parents died. Uh, handily, their dad is also the town sheriff. Well, okay, he's dead. Um, fine. I feel like being an orphan, I've really thrown in. Uh, handily, their dad uh, was a town sheriff, and that job was then passed to his aunt, Dorothy. And Aunt Dorothy comes round to the orphanage, and tells you that Fred Krueger is dead, and this puts you at ease. What I love in this part of the story is that uh, Brick and Meyer's parents died. The aunt got the job and went, no, I'm not going to look after him, though. He can stay in the orphanage. She's got a lot on her plate. She's a sheriff. <laughs> Come on, man. Okay, uh, so, uh, this put, yeah, so this puts you at ease, and you decide to take your mind off it by playing a game of Wizard Master, which is why I was hoping you would choose this one, because obviously it fits in with your character and talking about fooling around in the back of a Nissan Micro with your best girl. <laughs> in your case, you don't have one. You are an orphan. Eventually... And orphans can have romance too. Not when you hang around with Breck and Meyer, because you know that he's hogging all the ladies. Okay, eventually you decide to open the box. <laughs> don't know why. Makes sense. Horror movie logic, you, you just do. And you find a book labelled Dream Snatcher Powers for Dummies, Pro- Property of F. Kruger. <laughs> Intrigued, you open the book, and inside you find how Freddy was impregnated with soul demons in maybe part five or six, (laughs) and how he can only kill you if you remember him. This is inconvenient, as you now have a veritable treasure trove of Freddy memorabilia in your possession, and you are now approximately 100% less safe than you were half an hour ago when you'd never heard of this guy. Can I ask a question? Yes? Just out of pure curiosity. Yes? If I chose to walk away from this chest... Uh... Okay, so if you'd have chosen one, open it... Oh, wait, hang on. Sorry. Run out of the basement and never yes. return. You've seen too many horror films to make that mistake. Would the episode have ended? Number two. Uh, you run up to your room, you get into bed and pull the covers over you, falling asleep almost immediately. You feel something lick your feet, you look down and see Freddy Krueger as he reaches up and slashes you open. You are a dead coward. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you want to see what would happen if you'd have opened it there and then? Is it dead? Uh, let's have a look. You open it and find a strange glove with knives attached as rudimentary back scratches, a Christmassy sweatshirt and a moth-eaten fedora. You run screaming to your room and eventually fall asleep. <laughs> Freddy kills you. <laughs> so I picked the right one. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, just, I was just interested to know whether you, you were literally just going to end the episode and go, well, no, you escaped. <laughs> no. thing you could have done was not open it. Okay, so... Okay, so you are yeah. now approximately 100% less safe than you were half an hour ago when you had no idea about this person ever existing. You decide with your friend, Bracken Meyer, that perhaps sleeping in shifts is the best idea, 
And if there's any sign of struggle, the person on watch will wake the other. It's a good idea. Yeah. This is a smart It's a plan. classic Nightmare on Elm Street tactic. You honourably elect to stand guard first. Because you value Breckenmeyer's sleep patterns more than your own. Wizards have to sleep less, so it's fine. Yeah, that's famous, is, is what that is. Your friend goes to sleep, and you're left alone on guard duty. As you look around the room, you see a mug of Horlicks on the bedside table. <laughs> Do you, A, drink the Horlicks? It would be a waste not to. <laughs> B, get rid of it. You don't need the sleepy temptation. <laughs> the thing is, I know what's going to happen. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna throw it away because I've drank and I've drank and you've, you've drunk, drunk Horlicks before. Horlicks before and it tastes really sawdusty. So okay. I don't want uh, like, a. I don't want a sleepy temptation, but also I also don't want the taste of Horlicks in my mouth. Okay, so we're going with B. Yes. Okay, you go to the bathroom to throw it out, pouring it down the sink. You return to your friend's room to find them being ripped open by an invisible force. <laughs> your friend is dead, and you are a shame of a friend. You go downstairs to explain to their parents, a.k.a. the Orphanage Brothers, how you failed to protect them. Days go by with you attempting not to sleep, and then you have to go to the funeral. You are, at this point, absolutely knackered. As the priest reads out a passage from the Bible, you look around and wonder when they started allowing little girls with skipping ropes to attend funerals and sing weird nursery rhymes about Freddy Krueger. You realise you are napping in church when the priest says your name, when they say that tell everyone who, whose funeral it is you, you correct the priest before he says it's your funeral now bitch like some kind of scarred version of jesse pinkman <laughs> the freddy priest starts chasing you down the aisles you open the doors to the church and you are faced with two options one way is signposted as nightmarish boiler room of child killing <laughs> the other is listed as dreams about nice things which do you choose? Oh, I thought this was going to be over. And I thought that I'd, I'd screw it royally. No, you just killed your friend and now you're oh, napping no. in church. Okay. So you're you're in Freddy's dreamscapes. So it's... So do you either choose... The murderous boiler room of... Child it's, killing. Yeah. Or the other is listed about as dreams about nice things. Which do you choose? Oh, because you want me to go down to nice things. That's what Freddy wants. But I'm a nerd. So am I going to guess with Freddy's... Double guess. I think both of them are going to be bad. Well, do you want to find out first? Let's go for... Thank you. He said number two. Okay, so you're <laughs> the going... The car horn beep twice. Dreams about nice things. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go for the triple bluff. He thinks I'm going to go for the double bluff, but actually it's a triple bluff. So it's nice all along. Yeah. Freddy tricked you. It is a boiler room too. <laughs> You are sure to meet your fate here. You begin sobbing, and as you do, your tears turn into tiny wet Freddies and stab into your cheeks. As you lie dying on the ground, Freddy says, Big girls don't cry, bitch. You tell him that pun doesn't make any sense, but he can barely hear you over the sound of the New Line Cinema executives counting their millions. You are dead. Do you want to choose the other one? Yeah, let's go for the other one. Okay, if boiler room. You enter a nightmarish boiler room of child killing. No false advertising here, folks. It really is that. All around you are familiar faces, <laughs> worn out faces, uh, your friends to be precise. You, all your friends are faces here, pushing through the pipes in a sort of silent scream. Oh. You start running, trying to find a way out as you hear an unmistakable sound of a finger knife on a metal railing. As you, well, I don't know. As you run down the corridor, you feel your feet getting heavier and slower moving forward. You look down and your feet are encased in solid lead clown shoes and you are running in quicksand. <laughs> 
nothing needs to make sense as you're in a nightmare on Elm Street and frankly this isn't the most ridiculous thing to have happened in this franchise. <laughs> you start sinking rapidly and try to claw your way out. You grab hold of something and pull yourself out. As you get safely out, you look up to see your saviour, Freddy himself. You've oh, grabbed onto nice. his foot. Thank you, Freddy. Okay, well, don't thank him too soon. Okay. His response to you is, I hate it when I go to the beach and get sand in my shoes, bitch. You turn into sand and he pisses on you to wash you away. You are dead. You lasted a while, but he literally pissed you away. Your instalment of this series is going to be listed alongside the dream child as the bottom of the barrel. There is no way to win this game. How did you enjoy that? So what? So what happens then? I know this isn't how. The, this mm-hmm. is how I used to play Juju Adventures as a you kid. You want to go back? But I have a finger in one of the pages so that I can go back if I make the wrong choice. Yeah. What happens if I drink the Horlicks? Do okay. I just get to that point sooner? So let's see. A. Drink the Horlicks. It would be a waste not to. If A. You drink the Horlicks. It is warming and delicious and makes you form. Uh, makes you instantly fall asleep. A fingerknife glove comes out of the empty mug, slashes your throat open, and bloody Horlicks comes flooding out. You are dead. <laughs> so, in every eventuality, you were always going to die, but that's kind of the point of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. It means that you've lasted as long as you possibly could. Congratulations, yeah. you technically kind of won, but... You were pissed away by Fred. That's the thing. That's the most embarrassing thing. But at least I'd say the most embarrassing thing is the fact that you left Breckenmeyer for two minutes and <laughs> he was killed. I think the best thing is the option I originally got was, was the one that fits in. Mm. Was to die in the other boiler room. True. Yeah, with the finger knife in your in your in your cheeks. Yeah. So you know, tiny yeah. wet Freddies. Little tiny wet Freddies. Is that a real thing? No, I made no. that one. Oh, good work. I made all of it up. Well, no, because some of this did actually happen. So, Breckenmeyer is in from Nightmare on Elm Street. Does the, the character choice make any difference, or is it just who I actually... It's just nice to get you a little bit of background detail so you can really feel the kind of character you are. My question is, would, would Goro or Goro, mm. whatever his name is from Mortal Kombat, have survived longer because he's made of muscle with four arms? It says here, if Goro... No, it just says here, you are probably going to die as well. So. <laughs> Yeah. But it's the face of I'd love to see a Mortal Kombat fighter with four arms versus Freddy. Freddy was in Mortal Kombat, wasn't he? Was he? I think so. Or was it oh, Soul yes. Calibur no, yes, Tekken? he was when they did... Because wasn't Jason in there as well? Maybe. It was like a downloadable pack. Mm. So you can actually make that happen. Yeah. So there you are. There you if nothing else, this episode has given you the chance to go and play Mortal it Kombat. It means I have to buy Mortal Kombat. And how, much is that, Kombat. how much is that going to be? Too much. Ten for... quid? Yeah, too much for the one thing that I want to do. But you love Mortal Kombat. I love the theme song. <laughs> Was that it? Well, that's basically it, isn't it? I'm going to have a Mortal Kombat! I forgot that Scatman John did it. Mortal Kombat. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoyed Wasn't that. that a nice little break from the stressful reviews that we have to do normally? Yeah. It's only a short episode, but it's just a good little fun for everyone to enjoy on a nice Christmas Eve. <laughs> it's months in advance, but still. On, on a Halloween Eve. Ooh. Halloween, if you will. Halloween. Halloween. Halloween, my old friend. I've come to Freddy you again. 
I was disappointed you didn't choose Deddy Kruger, but that was, was more just because I thought of a really funny pun name. I was gonna go Deddy Kruger, and mm. then I was like, I don't, I don't know what happens here. Mind you, you did me. technically end up as Deddy Kruger anyway, so exactly, you can never escape Deddy Kruger. So yeah, there you are. You've taken part in Nightmare on Elm Street Twelve: The Dreamy Dreams. <laughs> You are dead. I had a lot of fun there Thanks, until man. I died. I mean, I tried to make it as fun as possible. It's a shame I lost my friend Rick and Meyer. Yeah, uh, unavoidable. And my wizard powers counted for nothing. They largely do in the film as well. The thing is, in Dream Child, no, sorry, in um, Dream Warriors, which is the one that the guy who plays Wizard Master, which is uh, something I pulled from the actual series. Yeah, uh, Wizard Master is there, Dungeons and Dragons, basically. Uh, he. Uh, Patricia Arquette has a power where she can pull uh, other people into her dreams and then in her dreams this guy by the way he's in a wheelchair at the start he then in the dreams can walk and is also a wizard so that's a thing he dies (laughs) uh, and this is the good one yeah the good one is number seven New Nightmare this is the best of the others. Okay. Uh, and the first one is good as well. Anyway, um, so he dies because I think what happens is he's chased down a hallway by a wheelchair with spikes on it. <laughs> um, because Freddy's a bit like that and he does these things. So in that one, they're all they're all troubled teens, right? Yeah. So there's one who has had suicide attempts and then there's quite a gory kill which is really well done, actually, I have to say, where Freddy uh, is like a stop-motion puppet, like a claymation puppet, and he comes to life and then he grows into regular Freddy, and that's less interesting. But then he um, brings, like, tendons out of the arms of this guy and operates him as a puppet, as, like, a marionette, and walks him to the top of a building, then, uh, like, sort of dangles him off and then cuts the tendons, and then he falls to his death. It's quite... Uh, it's very uh, of the series it has got some of the most inventive kills mm-hmm. which is kind of what you're expecting yeah to do. Nightmare on Elm Street you're allowed to basically do whatever you want it also has a Freddy Worm trying to eat Patricia Ar- uh, Patricia Arquette mm-hmm. alive uh, it has a lady who is smashed into a TV screen after uh, Freddy says welcome to prime time bitch I mean, this was. A, I think this was really when they really embraced the bitch stuff. Uh, you'll notice that I tried to use it as much as I could I, there. I did. I did cut a few bitches out there where I was just going to say bitch, regardless of whether it was Freddie speaking or not. But then I was like, it just makes sense if I'm saying it. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, there you are. Great fun. Thanks, man. Well, maybe we'll have another one of these kind of Next episodes. year. Yeah, another point. I'll do a Jason Voorhees. You are being chased down by a silent serial killer. Like, you are running. You are dead. You are running. Jason Voorhees is walking. He somehow catches up with you. It's because he can teleport, according to Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> part 8, I think. Yeah. Friday the 13th, Part 8. All of the Friday the 13th are available to us to watch, by the way. We have got a means of doing I that. don't want to. Not even the good ones? There's no good ones. <laughs> I hate that series so much. Anyway, guys, look. It's been fun, but we can't stay forever. Friday the 13th, next time. No, wait, not next time. There'll be maybe another one if I can think of something to do fun. Yeah. There may be another Shocktober episode in here somewhere. Guys! The the month. Guys! Guys! Stop getting too excited about it. They're all clamouring for it. <laughs>
They're all wanting more. Anyway. Check out the regular news reviews on Sunday. Yeah, uh, we'll be back to this Sunday with more reviews. You can find us in the regular places. Subscribe and like to us. Review us. Tell us that we're nice. This episode was probably a three-star episode. Yeah. I think. I think it's a five. You don't out of one? Work. Three out of one? I'm going five out of twenty. Awful. You did good work. Awful. A quarter, 25% good. A quarter good. Well done. Oof. But no, uh, yeah, you can find us on usual places on Facebook. Horrible ratio. And Facebook with Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. On Twitter we're at Dinosaur Man 15. Let us know what you thought of your Choose Your Own Adventure. Tell Jump. us how far you survived. You died in the end, I'll tell you that, because there's no way that anyone survived that one. Johnny Neves did the theme song, though, so that was good. It was... Oh, no, wait, that's um, Halloween. Nightmare on Street, how does that go? I don't know. Hmm. I don't mind Blink. I'm Freddy, bitch. <laughs> to be fair, you're not far off the truth, I think. Until next time, guys, I'm Freddy, bitch. <laughs> He said it best. I'm also Freddy, bitch. Uh, you are daddy, bitch. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, guys. See you on the flip side. Bye. Have a great time. And don't let Lynn Shay tell you things in a spooky class. She was in the first Freddy on Nightmare on Elm Street film. Okay. She's the sister of the producer of the film. That's I why. I thought so. Cool. Nice one. Bye, Mike. Bye. I just said bye, Mike.